Hey, welcome to the Pachanga and Possibility Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate the power of healing and transformation. I am your host, Natalie Galsadilla. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts that will inspire you to discover your soul's purpose and create a fulfilling life. I'll also be sharing some spiritual coaching along the way and personal adventures as I enter this new phase in my life as a mother and entrepreneur. All right, mi gente, grab your cafecito and a notebook. Let's get started. Right, welcome to another episode of Bachanga and Possibility. Today I have my beautiful, amazing, one of my bestest, bestest friends, Maria Alejandra. And she is an amazing human being, first of all, just in general. And I love her so much. And she is here to talk about becoming a life coach. And she's gonna tell you all about herself. We became friends a few years ago. She came to one of my events and we instantly hit it off. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> and I'm sure at some point we'll share our stories along the way. But immediately, I think our souls recognized each other. Yes. And it's been an incredible bond pretty much from the start, honestly. I think at a soul level, we were already very connected. And even though... We're not the type to even talk every single day, but we know that we adore each other. And yeah, it's just, I'm so grateful for her. And I wanted to bring her on. I'm sure I'll bring her on many more times. And she is going to do another episode on the word of the year. We're going to do that before the end of the year because she does this word of the year ceremony and it's delicious. So we're going to do that too. But before we jump into that episode, today we're talking about becoming a life coach because I know so many people out there have this desire to become a coach. They are thinking about it. They might think maybe the market's saturated and there's no room for you or you know just so many things that come up and doubts that we tell ourselves and I really want to let her tell her story to inspire you because if your calling is to become a life coach then it doesn't matter if what's going on you need to answer that call because somewhere out there right now somebody needs you and what you have and only you can help them in your own way because everybody is unique and special in their own way so there's room for everybody without further ado maria alejandra welcome to the show Thank you so, so much. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Natalie. And the feeling is so mutual. I absolutely adore you. And you have played your magic and your sense of possibility and pachanga, dare I say, <laughs> has absolutely played a really significant role in, in um, sparking a lot of awakening in me and deeper parts of me that were ready to be seen. And so often we're waiting for those people in our lives that are going to show us like a glimpse of, hey, I'm doing it too. It's safe out here. You know, you're like swimming in this in the deeper part of the swimming pool. And it's like, oh, okay, she can do it. I can go over there too. I'll tell you a little about, about me in a second, but thank you for having me. And it's an honor to be here. I love what you're I love what you're up to in the podcast and in life. And I was thinking today, like, oh my gosh. You know, those posts on Instagram where it's like, you know, how it started, how it's going. I get to do one of those with my altar. (laughs) (laughs) 
out. You can see the video. It's in my background. I see that you've leveled up your altar and I see it behind you. <laughs> I got to say, the first person to really like show me the possibilities of altar land was, was you. It was Natalie. <laughs> and we call each other cosmic creatrixes. Like we literally, our nicknames for each other are CC. And I remember when I first when I first saw your altar going to your apartment where you used to live, I was like, wow. And of course I'd been introduced to that before, but it was felt different to just see one in person. And then you did your YouTube video about your altar. And I was like, Oh my God. And after that, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm coming out of the altar closet. And I created my own and it started as in my old place. I had this like shelf unit And it was literally like the second from the bottom shelf in like this little square section. And it kind of grew a little bit beyond there, but that was it. It was like kind of low. You couldn't really see it in my video shots here and there. Maybe I started to get more and more comfortable with it. Now cut to, I'm in our new home that we just moved into. And I literally have a dresser and the top of the dresser (laughs) is an altar. So I literally upgraded from this like little corner in the shelf. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I just had to say that because you have been part of this evolution in one of your paintings that you created for me that um, you you channeled for me is on here, right next to the Florida water and the then the I love it and the, the little cauldron you inspired me to buy <laughs> the cauldron. Speaking cauldron. of cauldrons, have you seen have you seen that new product called City Bonfires? No. Okay, so imagine a bonfire and like something the size of a candle. And yeah, but it's like a ginormous, not a ginormous flame, it's kind of safe, but it's literally has like these coals on the inside and you can do so it kind of we have to upgrade now our cauldron because now there's a city bonfire and it even comes with s'mores. (laughs) Wow. Yes, yes. So that's going to bring the whole fire ceremony thing if you don't have a, your own um fire pit to to a new level you can definitely yeah, yeah. Step and, it up. and in this place we actually we created a fire pit over the weekend <gasps> and i was like i was like oh so now i have my own like like place i'm just visualizing like someday a coven will <laughs> yes <laughs> like it'll be a destination for i can't wait yes that is on my to-do list too <laughs> for this yeah. year so yeah, so I have baby cauldron for stuff here in the altar. And then now I have the, the fire pit, which is exciting. So as you said, I am a life coach. I am, you know, I evolved from being in a corporate, a corporate executive in the corporate landscape for many years, nearly 16 years working in an entertainment company, rising up the ranks until I was senior director of marketing and, and branding. So I had a really big hand in marketing products and development of products, um, a lot of event planning, working with all sorts of aspects with multiple departments. I did a little bit of everything, which was really great training for what was to come. And there was always this undercurrent of knowing, just like I'm sure, you know, I know this is your story because you and I have got deep with each other in terms of our, our, you know, what we've shared. And I'm sure many of your listeners feel that same, the calling of this isn't it, there's something else, there's something more. And I kind of know, but I'm not quite sure. And how is that even going to happen? I have no clue. And I lived with that for a while. And I realized I was living in a, in a lot of constriction, you know, and it showed up in this sense of sometimes just feeling really frustrated. And it's like, oh, everything looked good on, on paper, right? And I had a really great 
life, like, you know, the job, gotten married and, you know, all the things were in place. And yet I knew that clearly wasn't it. There was a much higher calling. I credit me coming into the space now where I really, truly feel very aligned with my purpose and it continues to evolve. But I credit it with just always maintaining this like open window of possibility and believing even when I didn't know, my mind didn't know how it would materialize. And I'm super witchy and I'm also very analytical. Do you know anybody else like that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about fire ceremonies and spreadsheets. That's (laughs) So literally, Natalie and I are like those women that will go from like Palo Santo to Post-its. Like they hold the same level of devotion in our hearts. Right. (laughs) And so that's, that's who we be. And so imagine this, you know, Excel spreadsheet. Well, not so much Excel spreadsheet loving. I wasn't that analytical because I always had a creative streak in me. But I was very much about the corporate businessy kind of kind of track. And I thought that was it. So long story short, there was a period of a lot of upheaval in my job. And I remember feeling very intuitively that something was going to shift in a big way. And what ended up happening is I got fired. My position was eliminated. There were a lot of changes in leadership. And so my position just went. I got called to HR one day, literally the same day that my husband and I had bought a house. No joke. <laughs> And I got fired. It was the universe was like, okay, now you've learned all these lessons you had to learn. Now exit stage left this life. And here comes this new life that you have no idea what it's going to look like. Welcome. And I was like, oh. And then at that point, I was like, all right, this is the moment when everything falls away. And much like 2020, where for many, many people, a lot has fallen away in terms of what we knew. For me, that was a compressed moment of like, okay, a lot has fallen away. Now I get to really understand what is what it is that I really want to do. Nova, she's scratching at a salt lamp that I have on the table. <laughs> yep, clearly I have a witchy dog as well. <laughs> well, if she doesn't lick it, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, right? So I was like, all right, this is the moment. And it was completely scary. And even though I had an intuitive knowing, it was still very unexpected. It wasn't like, it was like rug got pulled from underneath me. And so I said, all right, this is the moment. And I, I kind of doubled down on the process of, okay, well, what is it that I really want to do? And putting together the pieces that I had been. And I, I speak about this with my, you know, with my clients and, and audiences. It's like, we have this golden thread that connects you know, connects experiences, people, moments that light us up in life that then when you can piece those together, they, they tell, they tell a story. And, and sometimes it's not as obvious as we would like it to be, but the story is there. And I recall always having a really beautiful desire to support others on their journey of personal and professional growth. I loved sitting with interns, young executives, and I would get a lot of that. Hey, can you can you talk and hey, and essentially it was like a coaching role within my my job. It, and, and that was an aspect that wasn't a part of my job, but I loved it to the point that I had been, I'd seen this University of Miami has this really great coaching certification program. And I remember seeing it come through. And at the time I had this idea, I would see Marie Forleo and I was like, what she's doing. I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what that, what do you call that? How do you start doing that? What is that? But she was like a marker for me. And then there was Gabby Bernstein, which is like, okay, and what she's doing, what's that all about? And in essence, now I've kind of become like if Marie and Gabby had a baby, 
you'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that. way of putting it. <laughs> right? It's like that strategy, that business savvy, that like drive with that spirituality and, and the wisdom and all that, the intuitive piece. So I had taken that certification, that coaching certification course, which at the time, of course, in my dream of dreams, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to end up doing one day. And it wasn't it. I was like, you know, I kept using whatever skills they that uh, provided me at my job. And How long before? What yeah. was the timeline you between the time you took the certification and the time that you lost your job? Mm. I took. I completed the certification in 2013, and then I was fired in 2018. So five years. Okay, so a lot of time had passed before you even took. Oh the yeah. Yeah. But then again, when I was fired, I was like, okay, do I have the audacity now to actually do this thing that deep down inside my soul has been wanting to do? And so I said, okay, well, and the interesting thing, and others may again be feeling this as they venture either from leaving a job, getting fired from a job, laid off. I mean, so many people have been laid off this year, right? You go through these stages of, it, it's almost like you're easing into your, the truth of your purpose and your mind has got to like ease into it along the way. So for me, that looked like, okay, well, I got fired. Then, you know, I, I want to establish my own thing. I want to have my own business. So I'll become a marketing consultant. And then I was like, no, 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 that's not it. And then I was like, oh, then I will help other corporate executives with their branding and their image and stuff like that. And then I was like, no, 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 that's not it. And underneath it all, it was always about this idea of coaching, of supporting a person or groups of people to light up their their truth, essentially, which I think is what a really good coach does. They just help you find yourself. Then I was laid off. This was February 6th, 2018. And by September of that year, I that was my like, okay, coming out September 8th, it was like, all right, here I am. I'm a coach. First post on Instagram as a coach, which but that whole period was excruciating for me because it was so thrilling and also like, oh my God. I'm really like, this is happening. What the heck? Development of my website and all these things I did DIY because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we we DIY, we make it happen. And that was it. And so I was, and then it was like, like you open, you put the open sign, like, Hey, I'm open for business here. And then it's like crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And what it took for me to start really making, uh, generating momentum was of course, there was that period of actually like, okay, declaring I'm going for it. This is what it looks like. And I started getting coached. You know, I then I was like, all right, I'm good. I want to do this the right way. So I hired, you know, I was in a business coaching program that was really supportive for me. And then I did this, you know, leadership program that was really transformative and kind of like turned me upside down, inside out. And as a common in a combination of those two things, I saw myself emerging in confidence to be able to because what people don't tell you to getting like, you know, the real talk here is like, you see all of these freaking Instagram posts about become a coach in three days. And I'm exaggerating, but you know, it's like, just like you can make 10 K in five minutes, like, and you know, all these things, what they don't tell you is what it requires, the kind of leadership, courage, and stick to that it requires to bring clients into the fold and, and hold the vision for what's possible as you enroll people to begin working with you, it, it just won't happen. Like the, if you build it, they will come is true in, in a deeper sense. I think in the foundation of who you are, 
like do the inner work because then then you emerge as more of yourself and you magnetize your ideal clients but it requires a really a, a stretch in terms of when you identify somebody who has the potential to be supported by your work having the courage to go there and have the conversation and bring them into vision and possibility of what it means to work with you this is from the standpoint of a person who is going into one-on-one coaching you know i started off with pretty high ticket packages because they were very comprehensive eight month experiences and i went all into that and so i the conversations i got to have with the first women who enrolled in my programs were very stretchy for me because it meant okay here i go like how much do i believe in this and so the work of really doing that inner work ourselves is so pivotal because otherwise it just kind of stays in the surface of you build your website and you put your post and you know the kind of stickers on the thing and then but the real gist of it isn't you know isn't there you know what i mean yes and i want to touch on two things because so much happens before nothing happens like before <laughs> anything happens <laughs> there's <Okay>. so much quotable <laughs> <laughs> it's insane <laughs> how much has like takes place behind the scenes em- emotionally mentally spiritually before you even land your first client and it's not just get the certification and put up a website and then pray that people show up and like you said if you build it people they don't come <laughs> doesn't matter how cute your website is there's a really big runway of personal growth for you and for acquiring clients so even before i even want to take it further back even before you got laid off what were you telling yourself in those five years between when you got your certification and losing your job like what was the internal dialogue about why you weren't stepping in fully into that certification and saying like oh i've got my training i'm ready to go like what what was that question honestly it was this idea that i had a really good job with great benefits it was a job that i was really good at i kept growing with the company i kept i had these periods where i would like get to be super frustrated and be like i'm done with this place and then some juicy project would come along that i would get assigned to and i was like oh shiny object i'm good i'm good i'm going to learn something new and it was just i was afraid i to make a decision that would jeopardize my family's well-being my husband was a teacher at the time and y'all know how much teachers make so it was like i was the main breadwinner i everything kind of landed on my shoulders which was a story and a pattern of you know not even allowing me and later on i came to develop the courage to make decisions from a place of vision and not from the circumstances During those 5 years I was very much in a space of making decisions based on my circumstances and that's one of the things that I I'm really really big on helping other visionary women to pivot in their mindset is to make decisions from a place of vision and not from a place of circumstance. I know, I hear you. Easier said than done cuz life has stuff that happens, right? Yes, and when we hold that in our mind it doesn't mean automatically we're like mary poppins and stuff just comes out of a bag although hey we're entering the age of aquarius so who knows we may be having mary poppins bags pop up somewhere i believe it but the point is that when you hold that mindset of being in a space of of envisioning what's possible and beginning to make decisions even little ones 
from that perspective, things will begin to shift. And for me, I think the moment, like, so I had been preparing myself, even though I hadn't made the, the like, okay, I'm just going to quit my job. Even though I was so close, I would look for other jobs. I would, and I said, I never, I never, I never got there because inevitably I would go back to like, no, but you know, my family, my husband, then I, you know, I had a son and at the time that I was fired, I was like, okay, the easy choice, the circumstance choice for me to make would have been to just find another job, similar pay, get the benefits again. And that would have, you know, I'm not going to say it would have happened instantaneously, but I was really pretty well positioned in what I was doing. So it, that, that was kind of the easy road. And the choice for me there was, okay, I'm not going to apply to any quote unquote regular jobs. I'm going to create what's possible here. And then having the conversations with my husband and enrolling him in the vision of what was possible because we went from, you know, him being, our, our communication has shifted so dramatically over this period of time because I've chosen to take myself on at a more authentic level. And so that comes through in what I communicate with him. And so it started with like, yeah, babe. So I'm thinking about, which I had told him before, like, I want to do my own thing. I want he knew this was nothing, not new for him, but he always thought it was like, oh, that's cute. Or yeah, babe, but that's not real. That whole like, yeah, wouldn't that be great? But that's not real life kind of thing. And for those of us who are visionaries, that's a really courageous thing to choose time and time again and again and again. And it takes so much tenacity and resilience to make that choice over and over again, because most of the world is looking at us saying, yeah, but that's not real. Yeah, but you can't really do that. Yeah, but, 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 but. So what kept me back then was circumstances. And what drives me now is more of the vision and always maintaining a sense of like, okay, grounded in what's happening, (laughs) you know, around me in my life. It's not like, oh yeah, who cares? But that's been huge. So making that shift in how you, you know, how you believe in what's possible and then begin to take again, it sounds so cheesy, but they build the momentum to start to see what could happen. Because the other thing that I see is very detrimental as you're beginning to build a career for other coaches is you think, okay, well, I'm going to decide, like you said, it takes a lot happens before anything happens. Like a lot happens that you're like, okay, nothing's happening. And so it puts you in a space of having high expectations and then getting like crashing and burning because you you like rev up your engine towards something and then you might get crickets, you might get a failure, you might get, you know, one person who's interested. Whereas when you choose to look at it from a space of building momentum and an equilibrium of showing up every day in in the energy, and that looks different every day, but just showing up every day in that energy that that breeds momentum, then you begin to collect little by little, like the evidence of what's possible. And you go from having a lot of those highs and lows that we might have as multi-passionate, multifaceted women and have more of a sense of, okay, I'm humming along. And that allows you to then gain a, a more neutral relationship with success and with failure, because we can't just live in the world of success, success, like I'm just going for the success because then that's also fleeting. So you're going to, you're scaling, right? You're growing, you're evolving, you're scaling, 
But to become very familiar with what failure means, I think it's it's even more important because it builds your sense of I'm okay. I'm okay, which you know, we're wired to like do the right thing, have the right result, like my worth is tied to how good I am, how what I did. And it, and that's hard to shake because of so much of the conditioning we have. But if we even entertain the fact of thinking about it a little bit differently, I think it can make a make a huge difference over time, allowing yourself to know that it's a process over a period of time. So many gold nuggets. I hope y'all are taking notes. <laughs> You're dropping a ton of nuggets here of gold nuggets, not brown nuggets. <laughs> Clarify which Clarifying which kind of... Talk to my son, Skylar. He's excited to know that I'm dropping brown nuggets all over the place. So I know you're already touching on your pillars because you've mentioned mindset and momentum, and these are part of your your foundation pillars that you teach in um, your clients. So much happens right before anything happens, and this is all the mindset, all of the way you have to commit to your vision, and the way you approach the journey, and the way you think through your decision making, and showing up consistently every day, getting comfortable Mm -hmm. with failure, understanding that that's part of the journey. And I love that you said to approach failure and success from this place of neutrality, Mm -hmm. because you become less attached to both. And it's just part of the journey. Like this is just what it looks like. And if only one person shows up, it's okay. Well, now you're going to next time you'll do something different. Another key thing that I want to point out about this journey is that you got your certification. The universe is like throwing you into this next phase of your life. Here, you're fired. Now, what are you going to do? You decided to look at things from a place of vision and not circumstance. But yet still, what was required, even before you saw results, was additional investment in your mindset. And in your soul where you had to enroll and have your own coach to have them hold this vision for you of what was possible. And also to be transformed by the the leadership program. And all of this still much deeper personal development as a human being, as as a person, had to still take place after the certification. It just was not only, hey, I did this training, which that training I heard is very good, the UM life coaching program. But it's not just that. You still have to further invest in yourself to be able to step into something so great. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, no, that's so, so on point. And to create something that lasts. And, and even the way I approach my coaching, both on an individual level and when I do my group um, programs, it's I'm much more interested in teaching you and showing you and calling forth the foundation that holds you and how you approach things as you learn techniques and modalities and things to whether it's, you know, build a business or attract clients, like all that stuff. But it's that foundational work that really, really makes the difference because then you create something that has sustainability. Because guess what? You can do all the tactics, all the tactics, throw them all. And, and then if, if, if you don't have the, if you don't know really who you are, if you're not working from an authentic space, and again, 
total journey. Like you, I'm not like, Oh, I'm hundred percent authentic. This is a journey, but it's a choice I make day to day to ask myself to take myself on in that sense with love and compassion. Right. But to take myself on in terms of where do I get to stretch? Because the tactics really won't move. Yes, they might create certain results, but will you have the longevity that you're seeking? And when you enter the space of becoming a coach, you're in a space of entrepreneurship. You're in a space of, dare I say, visionary entrepreneurship, which is really who I'm called to to support. So you're a visionary entrepreneur, which means think about, you know, we tend to have this short-sighted view and we lose sight of the grand the grand scheme of things and the fact that time, yes, is, is, is here and it's tangible and it's a 3D thing, but it's actually, there's so much more that's going on to develop who we are as human beings. So if you just look at it from the perspective of, okay, I'm going to go from this to this, to this, to this, it keeps you in that linear space that almost doesn't even allow you to see where you really get to grow and stretch. I credit again, that, that wider thinking to the fact that not even like I, yes, I became a quote, you know, life and business coach. And now my work has evolved by leaps and bounds because I've been in the space of surrendering to my calling, which is scary as all heck. We can curse on this, right? Yeah. Yes and no, because apparently I'm putting these episodes on Inside Timer oh. and Inside Timer doesn't allow cursing, which crushes my soul. <laughs> We speak like this. We gotta keep it PG. Um, so inside timer, a little ASMR, maybe. What'd you say? ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> Impossibility. Nighttime edition. ASMR. <laughs> As she is caressing her microphone. <laughs> a little, you know, gives you the little feel. So, okay, I won't curse. Um, I lost my train of thought, but all good. So, oh, be, my, so, I've continued to evolve in such a way that I am like, oh, wow. So this is what was really happening. So it still continues to be this vast journey and know that it's like everything is like setting the foundation, a solid foundation for what's next. Now, that's not to say, because I also hate the idea of thinking you're going to make a decision that's going to last for the rest of your life. And that's just too much pressure. So if you're someone out there who's really like, who's feeling this call to become a coach and guide people from a certain space of expertise and knowledge and passion that you have, of course you can try it out for size and also think about things like taking on beta clients, like exploring what the life that you're envisioning really looks like. You're sitting with clients day to day, you're holding space for people. You're, you know, it's so try things on for size and also keep like expanding into a, a bigger picture vision because there's almost this quality of like fast foodness to some of the things that I experience out there. It's like this fast track to get this done and do that and achieve this. And I, I just, I can't, when I feel into that energetically, it's like, yes, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a crackle and a spark to getting things going quickly, but it's got to be grounded in something else because otherwise then it's just going to fizzle and just, you know, and just like a fire pit. Yes. You might pour a little bit of like, you know, fluid, lighter fluid on and then it like psh, it comes up and it's like, Oh yay. But unless you are tending to it, 
tending to that fire pit over a period of hours and hours and hours, it'll just, it'll just die out. So this speaks to this idea of just being, you know, I, I had this, I have to bring it over to my new desk, but I had this sign on my other one that said every single day. And it's a reminder to show up every single day. And I always say showing up every single day means lots of different things. One day it could be you're, you're there and you're feeling it and you're like the, the keys are just like crackling on fire and stardust because you're like, yes, 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 my business is great. And other days it might mean a nap, but you're still showing up. It's intentionally being in the space of I'm, I'm, I'm here with this, but to show up every single day. Because here's the other thing is when you become a coach, entrepreneur, you know, you have your own message, your platform. You become some sort of, this is, this is your, this is, again, this is your visionary kind of purpose in the world. There's no longer like an on and off switch to your job. And it doesn't mean you don't have downtime to recover, recoup. I actually feel very much, very aligned and grounded in everything I'm doing. I never get like so depleted, but it's like, it's a continuum. It's like, this is who you are, this is who you've chosen to be. So to embody the whole thing and not feel like you're coming like on stage and off stage, on stage and off stage, because then that just crashes your energy. And the way to to heal that is to get more and more in touch with our vulnerability, our authenticity, our individuality, so that can, we can show up as ourselves and not have to feel like we're putting on a hat to like be this thing, which is again, going back to that deeper inner work. What happens when you do that work is you shed the layers of who you think you're supposed to be. You become who you are. And then when you show up, it's this more, it's this transparent, more like, okay, here I am version, which helps to not deplete your energy from the, do you know what I mean? From the, okay, I gotta, you know, put this face on to do this thing, which I remember telling, oh my God, I remember somebody who had, she had an Instagram following and the whole thing and uh, just be inspired. She's amazing. And before I launched, I, I was like, I was like, Jess, I, I don't know. I mean, I have no problem. I've never had a problem being like, you know, doing videos or, or things like that, like for other, in other aspects of my life. Like I've always been kind of a ham. I love the performance thing, but I was like, when it comes to doing things for my, like, like a video on Instagram for the coaching thing, I'm terrified. She was like, really? Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I, I, I was paralyzed, paralyzed. And my first few videos were so, that. oh yeah. My first few videos were so like, yeah, like not good <laughs> because, because it, there's that perfectionism. There's that the whole thing that then shrouds who you really are. And the more and more I've like cracked open and emerged and softened and dropped the layers, which again is what the transformation work does is you just drop the freaking layers and the boulders and the heavy backpacks and suitcases you've been carrying around for years without even realizing you're carrying all this darn weight you start to loosen them, you start to release them, you start to take off the masks, you start to get more comfortable in your own skin with your words, with your, okay, this is who I am. And little by little, the freedom emerges. And that freedom is then also what magnetizes other people. That's the thing. That's the thing too. It's like when they say, oh, just be yourself. Okay. But, but really it's not just like be a pretend version of yourself. It's, it's, you know, do the work so you can really be yourself. And then people are very, they're drawn to that because there's like this light in you. They're like, I don't know what she's doing, but I want whatever she's having. Cause she's like, she's, she's not as concerned with 
I don't know, the external, not, and not external in terms of material or physical things, but you know what I mean? The yeah, like the masks and the stuff that we tend to think this is how I should show up. I'm supposed to show up. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be criticized. All that stuff. I, I feel like I went on like seven tangents there. <laughs> you did, but they were all good ones. It's okay. <laughs> so what it sounds like to me <laughs> is that in this journey, you have to really hold yourself really gently. Mm-hmm. That it's not this masculine energy of bulldozing forward towards the results that you want and building your business and attaining clients and all of this stuff that a lot of the journey is this inner work, right? Doing the inner work. And if there's stuff that's showing up, that's pretty much keeping you paralyzed from taking action, that fear that you felt when going on to talk live about the coaching as yourself, all of those things and triggers that show up is addressing those so you can shed all of these layers and soften and in that true divine feminine energy where you are sitting and making things happen more in that energy of receptivity and allowing the universe to kind of allow it to align with you it's just a very flowing soft effortless energy versus this very masculine energy that we're taught to get stuff done. But it's when you approach it from this very grounded, vulnerable space, then you're really bringing in that divine feminine energy and manifesting from that place. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that such a huge shift. Like I, I'm hearing you talk about that. And I'm just like, mm, it sounds like, like, honey, like, isn't that so easy? And, and, and now I, I, I can identify more with like how you're describing that, but I can also realize how it's taken a very intentional shift and hitting myself against several walls of like, okay, no, that didn't work. That doesn't feel good. And having the courage to speak into what do I really desire? Who do I desire to work with? And the courage to, it, it's, it's like, I was going to say to morph but it's almost like morphing into your true self, like remorphing, you know, because it morphed into who you maybe aren't as much and to, to, but then to reemerge and rediscover who you really are and have the courage to show up as her, as him. And that's such a beautiful process. And it takes, so I guess what I'm saying is if you're sitting right now, listening to this going, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta hustle. You gotta work hard. You gotta do it. I always talk about like, inspired action. I talk about like you know, momentum, like, of course you gotta do the thing like, hello, but that's the thing. It's like balancing this world where we live. You know, I, I, I my mission is to create opportunities where we get to really align our inner drive with our divine wisdom and bring those two together so that we can work from that space and be from that space because then that's where the freedom comes in and like that real that real magic that we're seeking and i you know it's like some people resonate with this language and they're like right away they're like yes 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 and for some and i was i was that kind of woman who like a few years ago you hear it and you feel something you're like mm, there's something there and I can't quite like, that's not how I talk. That's not how I show up. You might have your spirituality and like a little, you know, 
a little tiny candle burning in, in not in your closet, but in, you know, <laughs> the imaginary closet, but you can feel it and you're like, there's something there. Then follow that little nudge, like follow that and begin to listen to and begin to surround yourself with others who are speaking into the same thing. And that will activate and like catalyze you and give you the freedom to go, Oh yes, that is me too. And that's, and that again, that was such a part of my journey as well. And seeking out teachers, virtual teachers, where you're just, you know, you're listening to podcasts, watching videos, reading books, the whole coaching and you know perspective, I think is really valuable. And I've had business coaches, I've had spirituality coaches, I've had like people that have pushed me to the edges of discomfort in lots of different ways. And every time I've had beautiful breakthroughs that helped me emerge as who I truly am. And also being in community and like seeking out, even if in your regular life, you're not having these conversations, right? You can't have your like altar that takes up like a wall because that was also me. Like, I, I you know, how am I going to tell my husband that I want to like burn something in a full moon? What is he going to think about me? I didn't, I wasn't even giving him the chance to say anything because I just wouldn't say it. I just kept it like, and this was, you know, a couple, a few years ago. But I remember the first time I told him, I was like, so... Uh, babe, if I wanted to safely burn something, what kind of receptacle do you think I could do that? <laughs> and he was like, what do you want to burn? I'm like, I'm doing a full moon release ceremony. And he was like, okay. Just he was like, whatever. And he pointed me to it. And I was like, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then now fast forward to, you know, I smudge him. I sage him. I've done Reiki on him. Like He's like, can you please do Reiki on me, babe? <laughs> <laughs> the language um today he called me his star seed i'm like what <laughs> he, did. he did he came to bring me a nice like ice cold coke in a bottle and he handed it to me he's like here you go with my star seed and i was like um okay <laughs> i love it i love it so, you know it's and now I, I i could proudly display all my things and not have to worry about how people perceive me because first it was like oh I'm this corporate executive person. When I shift into coaching, how will people perceive me? And then now it's been like, well, I have been this coach. When I shift into more of this cosmic creatrix, strategic sorceress life, while while also being a very, you know, a, a teacher of strategy, how will people perceive me? And I'm like, I get to create the thing that may not exist. And it exists because you're here and it's your it's your thing. So like, and that goes to your point, bringing it to the beginning of there's space for everyone. Like, yes, does, yes, is there, is there this impression of oversaturation? I think so. And also there's space for everyone. There's, there's room for all of us to thrive because each one, each one of us has been given this divine appointment that's unique to us. And you're meant to speak to a certain kind of person that will resonate with your message. Even if what you say is similar to someone else, which of course, you, the people that receive your message may not be the same. It doesn't land with them the same way. And this also has to do with how people perceive your energetic frequency and so many things, not just, you know, and how that comes through in marketing. Oh, we could do a whole other. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And that's what I would, I wanted to emphasize that. It's just like you walk into a bookstore and you go to the spiritual section. I can tell you that every book says the same thing pretty much at this point. 
they're all but everybody says it in a different way and you're you might resonate with Wayne Dyer and not at Cartoli but they're pretty much speaking the same thing like it's just it doesn't matter but you will vibe with somebody and you will be on the same frequency and you it'll work if they if you say it to them and it may not work if somebody else says it to them so there's room for everyone now when you started how did you get your first, let's say, three clients? Because like, I know that's like the hardest when people are starting out and they're just like, oh my God, finally, I booked my first like three clients and they're not even monthly. It's like my first package and they signed on for three months or six months or a year. Like, what was that stretch like? Yeah, well, the what really set me off is I did, I did a, an online show. So that allowed me the opportunity to connect with other speakers that I interviewed, right? So I put together an online show. And this is something that you see, you know, happen often, you probably if you're listening to this, you've attended many, many of these. And I did my first one in uh, February of 2019, which was really beautiful, because it was like, literally a year to the date that I had been fired. Here I was creating this online experience from the heart. And it was just the coolest, like coming together of just the doors and the terms of the universal doors opening in multiple ways. So I did that and that allowed me the chance to begin to connect with people who would listen because at the end of the day, it's really a numbers game. And that sounds really analytical and boring, but it is meaning you must have people who are exposed in some way to your message so that they can actually know you exist. And when you're starting off, eventually, I think as you pick up steam, there is such a thing as, you know, whether it's word of mouth or people that are then perceiving your work and they actually come to you. Like my most recent private clients actually have called me and asked, are you taking on clients? And I'm like, oh, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I like that style because I've done it. I've done it all. Like I've done, I've been in the space of, okay, I have a launch window and I'm going to do this. And I did my show and I've done workshops. I've done, you know, Facebook the five-day Facebook challenges have been really, uh, really beautiful if you're launching something like a three to six-month program. But the first one was from that summit. And that allowed me the opportunity to begin to connect with women who were experiencing the summit. I had a Facebook group that I did with it. And my first client was, I remember, incredible. It's such a cool experience because she had commented on these really bold decisions that she had made because she had listened to a couple of the interviews. She was a, she had just been certified as a yoga teacher and she was like making moves that were bold. And she was like, and I'm doing it because I'm watching these videos or getting me inspired. I reached out to her on a DM and I said, Hey, I'd love, I'd love to talk to you. And we did a zoom call and that's when I introduced, this is what would you think about working in this program with me? And I was doing a hybrid program at the time. So it was one-on-one coaching set in like a mastermind group setting for eight months and she said, okay, let me think about it a couple of days. And, and she was in and I was like, holy moly. But I remember the thought process. I'm going to be super transparent because I remember seeing her message on Facebook and I was like, oh, I've got I've to talk to her, but what am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I send her a message. I'm like, okay, big girl panties on. I'm send her a message and get in touch with her. And then when she agreed and she was like, oh yeah, totally. Well, you know, I'd love to talk to you. Then I was like, this was a Friday. I said, you know what? I'll tell her Monday because then over the weekend, that gives me time to polish all the stuff I want to. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not playing that game. I'm going to talk to her today. 
So I said, actually, I have some time this afternoon. And she replied with like, okay, great. I have time. I have the same time available. I was like, okay. So then it was on. And because I, again, when I say take yourself on, it's like move yourself a little bit further to the edge so you can trust that you have the wings to fly. Like you're like, okay, when we stay in the space of safety, 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 then you won't know what's possible. So in that point, I like, I remember recalling like, okay, deep breaths, stretch myself, deep breaths, stretch myself a little bit more, deep breaths, stretch myself and having the conversation and really going there with her. One of the things that coaches and people in this business, we really get to be very comfortable with is having a sales conversation. And there's many ways to do this in a very aligned way. It's one of the things that I like to teach my clients because we're all scared of it, right? Most of us are scared of the sales conversation, but to hold somebody where you know, a person's tendency, especially when when met with a high ticket item, is probably going to be, no, of course, I don't have the money. I don't know if my husband, partner will support this, you know, the time, all that stuff. If you're able to hold the vision of what's possible and hold that person in the vision of what's possible for them, then that helps you go from that like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand. And you move on to the next to, okay, like, like, let me bring more of myself into this. And that makes a humongous difference. And also, like I said earlier, the the scale in terms of, and scale doesn't mean, you know, hundreds of people, but to have enough people that are exposed to your message where the numbers are there, you know, don't be fooled by when you see these coaches that are doing really powerful things and selling big programs they're spending a ton of money on ads. Like they really are. And it's like, that's how you get the visibility. That's how you literally get like, talk about it in percentage points. Like, okay, if we do this, if we reach this many people, then, you know, 10% of them might check this out, click here. And then, you know, 3% might stay till the end of the workshop. And then I'm making up numbers. But when we also bring in that part of it, it does two things. It alleviates the pressure because it's not all about your performance. It's also about, well, how many people do I actually, am I talking to? And it gives you, it it like levels the playing field, I guess. And also I say all of that with a caveat of things are going to be changing in really, I think, radical, beautiful ways as we step forward into 2021 and beyond with how marketing messages happen, how things are sold, quote unquote, how you enroll people into programs. I think a lot of it is going to evolve. And I want to be one of those coaches that's like there to help others, other visionary, you know, evolve with it because the divine and this creatrix consciousness, the divine feminine that I call it creatrix consciousness, it's like, that's what is going to move us further. So getting more and more comfortable with that will allow for, this again, this ease of connecting with the person who will really be served by your message, but you got to be willing to open up to that like unknown space. Otherwise then you're going to stay operating in the same systems that people have been following for a long time that will not work. Like, Oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, and I will project it and it's here on tape, a rapid decline of the quote unquote male coach guru they will decline rapid and fast over the next three to five years because their methods and their way of doing things won't be sustainable. There are certain male coaches that are doing things in a very different way, but there are a lot of the heavy hitters 
it just, they'll always speak to a certain audience, audience, but I think many people, many visionary women, especially are going to open their eyes and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not, no, 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 that's not it. And we will create our own path and we'll take the thing, you know, we don't have to reinvent wheels. We'll take certain things that work and we will blaze new trails into what's next. But we got to be with, we have, we must have that visionary, like looking ahead and not stay with, I'm just going to do the thing that has been proven to work because I just, I think a lot of those things won't be energetically compatible with where we're going. I agree. I agree. Things are definitely going to change. And mm-hmm. yeah, that male guru thing, not that's going to shift. It's oh, yeah. just because it's that those ways don't, they're, I feel like they're just expiring. It's not working. That's the thing. They're just expired. It's not even like a personal thing about mm-hmm. him. They really like when, when I tap into the energy of what's coming, it's just not congruent. It's like, oh, yeah, you kind of expired. So it's okay. You know, you had your time <laughs> moving right along. And now there's other, and of course, this rise of the feminine is going to happen in lots of other spaces as well. Thank goodness. But this one, like watch this coaching space and be willing to blaze trails, be willing to, which requires getting messy, requires having a beginner mindset, requires having like this laboratory of experimentation, not thinking that you're going to hit every nail like square every time because you're building something new. So let's, let's reduce pressure we have on ourselves to friggin' make things work and experiment more with what's possible. I have so many juicy questions still. <laughs> so of which some are. <laughs> how you deal with imposter syndrome, how you felt coming out of the woo-woo closet, finding a niche for your business, how you feel about niching down, because I know that's a big step mm-hmm. on the strategy side of things. So let's start there. <laughs> All good. All good? Okay. <laughs> so we're running out of time, but I, I still want to touch on all these things. So, all of them? Yeah, all of them. So we... we <laughs> this is going to be like one of those like fire rounds. Grab, like, grab the fire. Fire, the fire. Grab a cafecito fire, guys. <laughs> okay. Because... That's been the biggest challenge I feel for everybody who's getting into coaching is the importance of having a niche. And I want to hear your perspective on that in your journey. Because I remember even when having conversations together, when we were helping each other with our niches and just how it's, it's hard. Yeah. And how have you navigated it and how have you navigated that with clients? Mm-hmm. So the niche is a, it's an interesting one. Cause it's one that's also like, it's one of the spaces that will evolve and you will see. And, and, and again, this is more about when you begin to operate in a different way, things will begin to shift for you. So the conversation around niche and how I coach my clients is there's this traditional way of niching, right? You know, finding your, your avatar, you know, the classic questions, keep the person up at night, what do they do? What do they read? What are they? It's all about your your customer. And let's put a pin on that. I think the really powerful work of finding the ideal client to magnetize has to do more with who you are rather than who that person is. Now, again, putting a pin on that because this isn't a selfish act, but hear me out. When you are able to really identify your gifts 
and how how you desire who, who you desire to connect with, how you desire to run the way you're going to do things, then everything that happens is going to be from a more authentic perspective. And what happens a lot and what I see a lot is the, but I have so many things I want to do syndrome, myself included. It's like, oh my gosh, but I can do. And, and what I tell my clients is, well, of course you can do all those things because you're a rock star and you're fabulous. And there's so many things you can do and you can help people in so many ways. And if you're helping tons of people in many ways, then you're, you're decreasing your energy and ability to help the person you're meant to in this moment in your life, this stage in your life in a deeper way. Yeah. If you're helping the one liner, yeah. If you're helping everybody. Yeah. If you're helping everybody, then you're, yes, you're dispersing, you're fragmenting your energy rather than focusing in your energy on the one core person that, that you can help. And here's the thing with niching. And I'll tell you from the perspective of my business is I support visionary women who want to create businesses, platforms, have a message in them that they want to bring out to the world. They're looking for the confidence and the clarity to get to make it happen. They're looking to build momentum. They've stopped themselves through procrastination. And they also are very cosmically inclined. I didn't even start advertising this initially, but these are the women I magnetized. It was very clear. It was like, oh, so that's the thing about like, and also all these women have these, the common denominators are, you know, they want to make an impact on the world. There's certain things. And I have the, the spectrum of ages that I've served is pretty vast. You know, the spectrum of countries is vast. Like I, you could look at all these women and it's like, Oh my God, this is a motley crew of incredible, like female goddesses. The things I have in common though, are these core values of this, they, this looking at the world through a visionary lens. And many of them couldn't even say that before it started working with me. Right. They were like, but, but then they start to identify with that way of thinking. Also having that, uh, that desire to become visible in some way to share a message. So the way I, you know, initially I thought I would attract a more, I thought I would attract a corporate style of woman who was looking to deepen into her consciousness. Cause that was me. And that was not who I began to attract. I was like, oh, interesting. This is not who that is. So on the journey, I've refined that person. But when I coach my clients, again, into the whole how to niche down, and I've heard, I've had clients that have literally said to me, no, I had a coach that told me, you have to choose the one, the one thing and that's it. And I've spoken to them and I've said, no, I've given them an opportunity, a different way to look at it. And they've literally been in tears over, I feel such a relief. I don't have to confine myself to one thing. I said, you get to be, it's, 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 it's looking at all of the aspects of who you are and coming up with an offer and a viewpoint that's, that feels holistic. Now, we also get to be, when we are creating the bridge from what we're, what we're doing and who we are to how the person receives it. And that's what marketing is. We're literally building a bridge so that somebody over there can understand. And that's where you want to have things clearer so that people can like, like, like grab it and like, okay, this is what she does. Okay, great. Once you, once you create and establish that connection, you can open up the world to so much more. 
So I'm much more interested in myself for myself and in helping other women understand who they are and create a holistic version of their point of view and what they bring to the table and then strategically come up with programs and offerings and things that blend those in in such a way. And also for many of us, when we do the inner work, we realize that the thing we thought we wanted to do, we thought was the right thing to do is not the thing we really want to do. Those are other deep conversations that I have with my clients where then they go have these aha moments of like, oh, I thought I was joining this three-month program to launch this business. And now I realize that's not really what it was. It's this thing. And they do. They launched the thing that they wanted to do. Because sometimes what we need is that space of permission to just be ourselves and be focused. I say focus is freeing. So don't be fragmented. Be focused. And how we develop that is, you know, again, coaching is, of course, super powerful. But if you're going to do this yourself, it's like grab a a piece of paper and describe who you are and come up with the there's got to be this one thing that you feel, at least as you get started, this one thing that really lights you up and you might have your ego and outside voices saying, no, but that's not what works. That won't make money. That won't. But you got to follow that thread. You've got to allow yourself the chance to even go there and then tie it to, okay, well, from the perspective of somebody who might be acquiring this product, because we get to be businesswomen, right? We're making money. We want to generate abundance through our gifts. Then asking yourself the questions of how will this serve this person? What is the before and after moment that I'm causing and creating for them? If you see yours, this is one of my favorite questions to ask people in like discovery calls. And when they're thinking about coaching with me, it's like, okay, if we sat together again in six months, what story would you want to tell me about yourself? And that just opens up this whole like, oh, okay. Cause it's close enough where you can like feel it, but it's still, oh, in six months, like I can do some, like, do you want to be telling me the same story six months from now? Okay, no. So how would you like your life to evolve? Answering those questions about our potential client is really powerful because then it allows you to just listen. And this is where also the momentum piece and taking on beta clients and trying things to listen, like listen to what people are needing, listen to what they're asking about. Don't be so, we tend to go into like, okay, I'm going to come up with my avatar and that's it. And then it's like, this is what I'm more, and we haven't even talked to a single person. But you already know exactly what they need, who they are, what car they drive, what their dog's name is. And you're, you haven't even talked to a single person, not even – it's like have the conversations, ask the questions. And, and also, please, this is like PSA, do not, do not create your avatar based on the friend who you think you want to help, the cousin who, wow, she could really use a coach. Because what we do is we confine ourselves to the people that we know, and we forget there is a vast ocean of people out there that we don't know. Those are your clients, not the friend who you thought you could really help. And like, because that's constricting, because then you think about that friend's finances and will she say yes and will she say no? That leads you down a path of questions that you could potentially answer about that person that then you go, oh, no, 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 but that's not, you know, that wouldn't work. Like, why? Like, I remember agonizing over, what are some of my friends going to think? They didn't give a a shabeep, like, you know, in a good way. They were like, oh, yeah, congratulations. They don't follow what I do. They're not. Yes, I've had a couple of friends hire me after, like, seeing what I do. 
but they're the super minority. So don't confine yourself to like the people that you know, for the love of God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so natural to do that too, because. Oh my God. You're always going to. And that's another like shift moment that I I often have in conversations where I'm like, okay, so who are you thinking about right now that you, that you're holding yourself back from posting this thing on Instagram? Cause I've been there. I know. So I'm like, okay, who are you thinking about right now? Oh no, because my aunt, whatever. Okay. You're not talking to to her. And will it take courage to show up in your truth, even if your aunt sees the post on Instagram, Facebook, whatever? Yes. Okay. Well, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to build this business that you want, have this impact that you desire to have? Are you willing to stay hidden because your aunt might say something, you know, which you probably will never say. We make up so much more stuff about the people that know us than what they're really thinking and then that's so detrimental because we just literally shut ourselves down because we're like, we put that fear cart way before the horse, way before the unicorn and the unicorn's like ready to go. And we're like, no, no, no. But all these people are going to judge me. It's like, well, there is maybe a small number of people that won't get you guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed. But when you start to speak in your truth, the vast amount of people who will absolutely be like, okay, tell me more way, way, way outnumbers the three, no, three gatos, the three cats <laughs> translates <laughs> that are like, oh, what is, what is she doing? Which who knows what they're thinking anyway. So how do you deal with imposter syndrome on this journey? Imposter syndrome. I've been thinking so much about like what that even, what, where that came from. What does it mean? I know what it means, but you know, like where, where it came from. So I'm guessing the idea of somebody's already done that. I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. Like, who am I to? Do you even have them? Do you have imposter syndrome? Oh, it, it's it's dissolved significantly. I can't I can't like tap into it too much, but I I used to have it like major major big time. A couple of things. Okay, one tangible thing that we can all do to help imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a quick fix first. It's not a quick fix, but you know. So, you know, the the classic question with imposter syndrome is like, we think people are asking, who does she think she is? Who does she think she is to launch a business, write a book, post this, share this, say this? Okay. So just answer the question. Like if, if if in your imaginary world, the people are asking, who does she think she is? And that's stopping you. Then I would recommend that you legit, like answer the question, not to them, whoever this person is that you're imagining, but to yourself. Oh, I'll tell you who I am. I'll tell you exactly who I am. I am a woman who believes in a world where, you know, women can be healthy and balanced. This is not, you know, me speaking, but like hypothetical example. So answer the question, write it down, do a video for yourself and answer the question because that takes a sting out of, imagine if somebody in your, imagine if somebody, which 99% or nobody, nobody will ask you who do you think you are to do this and this and this? Then you can say very calmly and, you know, with conviction, oh, well, I'll I'll tell you who I am. And the energy gets like, we take out the energy of it because we're so, we, we live in, we've lived in this world where we are constantly defending and like holding back and protecting ourselves. So the more we can do to like release that energy, the better it is. So answer the question. And the big picture, I think, of imposter syndrome is really in 
I mean, surround yourself again with other women, people who are doing the thing you want to do that you vibe with, that you can have conversations that help you realize how amazing you are and how worthy you are of saying the thing you want to say. Realize that nobody really has their stuff figured out. Like, you know, really, the more you grow in your, the more you evolve spiritually and in your consciousness, the more you realize there's so much more to learn. So even the people at the toppest echelons of whatever industry are probably more scared than you are. Being exposed, something that really supported me was to allow myself to see the people that I had put on pedestals as like the real people. And this happened in experiences where, again, I put myself in rooms where I was like, oh, wow, I really admire this person. And then I was like, wait a minute. Then I saw her and they're doing her thing. And I was like, she just, she just has much, just as many self-doubts as I do. What the heck? And so that helps also to alleviate that. And be mindful of anything that triggers you and anything that makes you feel bad. Anything that like, sometimes we have to curate those parts of our life while we are building what's what's next. Like don't inundate. If you're building your life as a coach, don't inundate yourself. If you find it triggering to see like, oh, what is she doing? What is she doing? Focus on your thing because you're spending so much energy looking at the likes, the follows, the things, the sales, the all the stuff that everybody loves to talk about on Instagram or Facebook or podcast or wherever, where it's like, podcast, not so much. Podcasts are great. But you know what I mean? The social, the scrolling through, looking at like, just curate your life. Be very, be very intentional with where you're spending your time because then you won't be growing who you are or your business because you'll be so focused on what somebody else is doing and normalizing the conversations around. We don't all have it figured out and we're all just, you know, we're all on the same journey together. We get to co-create what's happening. Anybody that we're putting on a pedestal, let's, let's see where, you know, where that's coming from. And I've certainly, again, like I said, I've, I've, I've done it. I have felt all of these things super paralyzed by, you know, why would I do this? And what makes me prepared to do this? And, so many things. And now I don't even necessarily think that way anymore. I guess it still shows up when I think about, okay, the bigger picture and the bigger picture, but it's not as intense. It doesn't hold me back from trying something. Does that make sense? Yes. Those are all great tips. In your journey, I've seen you go, how you said you started off that you thought you were going to serve one audience and then you started attracting a different, more cosmic audience. Mm-hmm. How has it been to come out of the woo-woo closet professionally <laughs> in the spotlight yeah. and that transition? Because I felt like we switched in the beginning. <laughs> I was super woo-woo and you were all business. And then somewhere we like we swapped, even though you're still very uh, businessy. But you stepped into it fully and I've actually stepped in more into like wanting to do more of the business and operations stuff. And speaking to that real quick, when you said to listen to your audience and what they need and what they want, that's what prompted my shift is mm-hmm. that I sent out a survey to my email list and I'm like, all right, these are all the things I do. I do all the things. What, what do you need from me? You know, what's the top thing you want to come to me for? 
And to my utter amazement, everyone wanted like business stuff, courses and teach me how to do this and branding and marketing and all the stuff that I was not offering as a service. And part of me, yeah, was a little butthurt because there wasn't that much of woo-woo <laughs> that people wanted, which is what lights me up. But woo was who I am and I can still deliver that by mm-hmm. the person that I am. But now I had to make a very strategic move and show up in that way and listen. And then to my amazement, I thought I was going to be very, like, not as fun. I'm like, oh, this is going to be all just strategy and business and courses and teaching. And this, uh, I'm not going to get into like the depths of your soul or healing and transformation and inner children and shadow work. Like I wanted all like this deep, super intense stuff. And to my amazement, when I started showing up uh, more on the business side, I still had those really meaningful experiences. And I still was incredibly fulfilled because I was helping people who were starting their soul heart-centered businesses and that still gave me the same level of warm fuzzies but I would not have known that had I not a surveyed my audience and b shown up and just tried it and seen like how is this gonna feel for me and I have been very touched by the experiences Mm -hmm. so coming out of the woo-woo closet for you I know we've talked about it because I know we were both like very woo and very in the closet. <laughs> and now you're owning this with all of your cosmic creatrix deliciousness and full moon events and talking about all these different portals and different, all I mean, complete 180. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and sometimes I'm like, when I say like surrendering to my calling at times, I'm like, what, what is going on here? Like I'm very, cl- I'm, I'm clear because I'm following a very intuitive knowing of, okay, next step, next step. And also I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh. But when you speak about that, that again, that marriage of the strategy and the, 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 the intuition, the vision, the divine feminine, that's where, that's why I will always remain very much in service of, helping other visionary women with the tools, because that's, it's like, if you see this as a wave of light workers that may not all identify with being light workers, right. But they have, if they're resonating with either you and I, it's because somewhere in their DNA, they have like, well, we all do. Right. But it's a little more like amplified, even if they're like, no, no, I just want to learn how to launch a business. And I've had so in my experience, I, I feel very comfortable in both lanes and I have found more and more freedom the more I open up to the more spiritual, cosmic, you know, like that that side where it's like, okay, yes, I, I, I am a spiritual channel. I channel creatrix consciousness. These are the things that I receive in my meditations, in my daily life, the downloads that come, the and having the and even now when I say it, it's like <laughs> start because I'm in the process of stepping onto a different stage of in my evolution, very, very consciously going, okay, this is a stretch, and especially align with everything that's happening, also big picture in terms of cosmic <laughs> changes and energy. It's like I you can't make this stuff up. I didn't plan this out a few years ago, but it's literally like like this, the timing of it is so for me, 
I just, as I was coaching, that part would always somehow want to come through. And at first it was like, well, I don't even know if this, my clients are going to want to listen to this, but I would just like drop little things here and there. And I would get very rapturous, like looks on people's eyes, like, Oh my God, tell me more kind of feelings. And I was like, okay. So little by little, I started to align them. And first it was like, yes, I coach strategically. And, you know, I dabble in a little bit of intuition and then slowly I started to, and then there was this moment when I, it's like the, the pendulum swung over to being more on that like woo side because I had to develop that aspect. And I was working with, um, you know, spiritual mentor at the time and getting really de- activated and getting like aligning, understanding more and more of my, uh, you know, my star lineage and my connection to, you know, God, it says all that stuff. And now that's evolved into, okay, well, developing my skills and my, my courage around channeling and sharing what I receive, which is more of this, like, you know, it's like philosophical channeling and also, you know, in connection with not just spirit, but spirits and, you know, ancestors and just all of it. There's this combination of things. And for me, again, just because I can do all those things doesn't mean one of my services is like, you know, helping you open your Akashic records, which is something I've done for myself. I'm not, that's not a service that I'm offering, but I talk about it and I could in the future, you know, open that up as an, as an opportunity, but that's an example of, you don't have to feel like you got to do all the things and put all the things out there because I too saw a really valuable need for these, you know, women light worker entrepreneurs to to have the tools to do what they wanted to do. And often it starts with, it would say, you know, your, your divine appointment, your, your vision, your, your business is like the tangible representation of what you're meant to do purpose-wise. So it's easier for your mind to wrap itself around, oh, I want to be a coach rather than, oh, I have, you know, I'm here to anchor the light and I have this really powerful message that I really want to share with everybody, which you do, but it's just, it's called something specific. It's, it's coaching or it's, you know, so for me, it was like this gradual process of opening up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more and being very open. And it's still, I find a lot of resistance from a personal standpoint in terms of people that know me, family, friends, not everybody, but certain people that I'm like, oh boy, when I fully come out of this closet, like they're going to be like, what is going on here? This woman has lost her marbles. But every time I share a little bit more of who I am, I feel freedom. So I'm like, damn, that feels good. Okay, then like, what is this really about? Am I willing to play my life based on someone else's definition of what's, you know, that's, that's their stuff? Or am I willing to really live my life and hopefully inspire others to figure their stuff out, whatever it may be? And that's a, and that's a choice that's, that's, again, it's tricky. It takes time to peel off the layers and to do it in a public way, it's like, oh boy. And my big fear, which I, I don't have anymore again, because I've seen with the momentum I've built and the people I've talked to, I now see that the marriage of the strategy and the, and the spirituality is so completely like incredible. And it doesn't detract from how people can quote unquote respect me in that more like business savvy place. Cause I was like, wow, if I go all the way into this woo stuff, 
and I pull out my Palo Santo in, in, in the beginning of a meeting or something, they won't take me seriously. They'll be like, no, 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 she's crazy. They won't take me seriously. But the react, but because I was willing to try stuff out, the reaction I got from those clients or other people was like, oh yeah, whatever you did, that 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 was nice. Are you going to do that again next time? Or I remember the one time that I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is the right space to pull Oracle cards, but I really feel drawn to. And I was like, my inner voice was like, don't do it. They're going to think you're crazy. And they were like, oh my God, yes, please, please. Bring back cards. We were doing a Facebook live about like patriarchal stuff, but it was more of a serious, I thought, quote unquote, serious conversation. And I was like, guys, is it okay? This was like a live Facebook thing. And I was like, is it okay? I'm feeling Oracle cards. And they were all like, please bring it. And I even there, I shared how I was feeling. I was limiting myself to not do the thing because I was afraid. So are you willing to pay the price of potentially like not landing with somebody and then being like, what? In favor of being more and more of who you are. Like that's like a moment by moment kind of choice. So that's what's helped me go from super in the closet to let me tell you about the downloads I got today and how we're in the corridor of light <laughs> and you know <laughs> all these things. <laughs> Who would have told me <laughs> like two or three years ago? <laughs> well, you know what? When I in, I went to your angel, it was this beautiful oh, yes. connection circle that you had, and I was like, oh, that was me like dabbling into. I want she's having like I want to have the courage to 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 speak that truth. And so yeah, when I say that you've really supported me in your in what you've modeled, it's it's you know, I'm not making it up. I'm not just I'm not just kissing up to you because you're the host of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. So before we wrap up. What advice can you give to someone who's who's thinking about jumping into becoming a coach? Like mm-hmm. some like just one one nugget, gold nugget. Of- gold nugget. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um so really just uh to trust to trust that voice. I know that doesn't sound like a very tangible thing to share, but to trust to Trust and and surround yourself with a couple of people that you're like, okay, they're they're making this work. Let me let me begin to believe in what's possible, and to trust and know that again, trust comes with that self knowing that you don't have to follow what anybody else is doing. You don't have to be the next version of fill in the blank, and trust that the universe will open up certain doors or show you certain things and test you in certain ways that are there to serve you. So it goes back to developing. I really believe trust is like a superpower. And when we can develop more of that inner connection with, okay, trusting myself, that's huge. Cause then you're going to make decisions from a whole different place and at least try it on for size. Like, what would happen today if I trusted myself? Like ask yourself that question or what decision would I make here in this moment if I really trusted myself and just try it out. It's not some like massive, like light switch that you're turning on. It's like, no, I trust myself. Oh, the angels are saying <laughs> problems. 
just moment by moment, like ask yourself, okay, what would happen right now if I really trusted myself? It's true that little, but not little. Yeah. Can do, can move mountains. Yeah. And when you decided to trust yourself, how long has it been? Only two years ago, three years ago? Um, since, so this September was two years since I, two years. Okay. Right now, because you decided to trust yourself, you have now fully created a vehicle that allows you to support your family and husband and son. And you're living in purpose on purpose, full of life, helping other people all because you decided to trust yourself and make a decision from a place of vision and not circumstance when you got fired. Mm -hmm. And that's what's possible. Yeah. And now you're living the pachanga. <laughs> <laughs> and now life is a pachanga. <laughs> the pachanga. And now I get to wake up every morning and be like, this is great. This is really, really great. And it comes with all of this. I don't like to say it's hard. I like to say it takes a lot of courage. Like it takes a lot of courage. That just completely changes your mindset around it. So I choose to eradicate like hard and overwhelm and all that stuff. It's not easy. No, but it's also not hard. It takes a lot of courage. Courage comes from a different place. Hard is like, like a wall. Courage is like, okay. So another, another nugget is every time you find yourself like checking your language. Oh, this is hard. Mm -mm, this takes a lot of courage. Doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean rainbows and unicorns all day long, but it comes, your strength will come from a different place. And that makes all the difference. Oh, my friend, I love you. <laughs> I love you too so much. <laughs> all right, guys. So what are you up to now? Where can people find you? How can they work with you? What do you have going on? Yes. So I would say definitely go follow me on Instagram at Maria Alejandra. And there you can do a couple things. So I'm creating some really incredible, something really incredible that's being unveiled um, for February 2021. It will be a free live experience that is going to rock everybody's world. And right now you can get on a, a priority wait list for it. Just go to the link in my, my bios for that. It says Creatrix Rising and more to come on that. You can, and then you can, uh, you know, just see that from, from that, from Instagram, you can get access to my website, a couple of things that I have, you know, gifts there in terms of audio activations. You can access the podcasts that I host, one with my hubby and one myself and whatever I'm currently featured in. So Instagram is probably the best place to find all the things. Perfect. Yeah. I will drop all of those details in the show notes so they can find you easily. Thank you so much for your time and wisdom and beautiful light. And I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. My absolute pleasure. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> all right. It's a wrap, y'all. Bye. Bye.